Okay. So here we are now doing the Chumash for... They were traveling, and they had wanted Sichon to let them pass through, and God and Sichon said no. And God hardened his heart that he should fight and they should get his land. So today's portion begins. Hashem said to me, See, I have begun to deliver before you Sichon and his land. Begin to drive him out to take possession of his land. So Rashi says, what do you mean I've begun? Moshe hasn't started up with Sichon at all. It says that Hashem took the Asar of the Amoraim, the heavenly angel, under the feet of Moshe, and Moshe stepped on his neck. So even though they haven't physically done any battle, but this is how Hashem began to deliver the Amoraim to the Jewish people. And the next passage says, Sicha went out to battle, he and his iron, his entire people, to Yahatz. Now, Rashi says the fact that Sicha went alone is very indicative because Sicha and Og, so to speak, were partners. They were both very powerful giants. They were from the same race of the Amoraim. He could have called Og to help him, but he didn't need it. He was completely confident. He was this hugely powerful giant. And the next post success, Sichon went out to us, and Hashem gave him before us. Sichon went out to us, this previous post Hashem gave him before us, and we hit him and his, it's read his sons, it's written his son and his entire people. So Rashi comments on that, that's called the Kriyuksiv where it's written one way and read a different way. So it's written, Binoy, his son. We read it, but not of his sons. But it's written to express a deeper inner truth. Of course, Sichon had many sons, but he had one son who was unusual among all of his sons. He was, he was as strong as his father. And yet, with Sichon, and with a son as strong as Sichon, and with all the other sons and all the people, we just smashed them all. As the next passage says, we captured all the cities, we destroyed every city, the men, the women, the children, we didn't leave one survivor. And the Rashi explains that word misim means anushim, the people. In the next passage, so what did we leave? The animals we looted for ourselves, and the spoils of the cities that we captured. So Raj here explains, remember, they have two battles. We're talking here about the first major battle that they conquered so much, which was Sichon. And after that, they continued traveling north, and then they did the same thing to the lands of Aik. So we're talking now about by Sichon, the first one. So by Sichon, it says, only the animal bazaznulanu, like from the root word biza, spoils. By Aik, it uses a different root word, seemingly very similar, but it's bazoinulanu. Bazoinu is like buza. It's like something that's bizuya, something that's eh, disgraceful. So 
why by Sichon are we using the root word meaning spoiled? And by Oig, we switch to a root word meaning disgraceful. So Rashi explains, very logical. When they came to Sichon, wow, they never had this before in their life. There was animals and, and clothing and gold and silver, and we took all these spoils and spoils and spoils. By the time we got to Oig, we were so full. We had so many animals. We had so many clothing. The only thing we cared about was gold and silver. So it was bizuya. It was like disdainful to us, all this other stuff, because we already were so satiated by what we got from Sichon. And then the next Pesach says that we took all their cities. No city of Sichon could stand up to us. Hashem gave us everything. But the next Pesach says we didn't go to the land of Ammon because Hashem told us not to, as we learned yesterday. But in the Pesach, we're saying we didn't go to the land of Ammon near Kol Yad Nachayabok. Yad literally means a hand. So the hand denotes something next to you, just like the hand is next to the body. So kol yad nachal yabuk, all the hand of nachal yabuk, means everything that's next to the valley of yabuk. And why did we touch any of this? It says, like Hashem commanded us. So Rashi clarifies, as we learned previously in this parsha, that Hashem commanded us not to touch Ammon. And that's why we left them alone. And then we have the next parak, parak Gimel. And then we turned and went up by way of the Bashan. And Oig, the king of Bashan, came out to us, he and his iron people for war at Edrei. So we went up. As we went up, there's no ladders here. So Rashi explains, whenever you're going north, you're going up. And here they were going north from the lands of Sichon to the lands of Oig. And then Hashem said to Moshe, this is all Moshe is telling us over, Hashem reassured Moshe and said, don't be scared of him. I've given him over to you and you're going you're gonna to smash away, oh, conquer him the exact same way you did Sichon. So why does it say here, don't be scared of him? By Sichon, Rashi says, Hashem didn't have to give Moshe that reassurance. Why would Moshe be scared of Oik? But Moshe was scared of his zuchus, of his merit, because he knew that Oik had served Avraham for not for good reasons, but Oik was the one that told Avraham that Lot was captured. He really did this, hoping that Avraham would then go fight and get killed, and he could capture Sarah. He could take Sarah, Hashem, Avraham's wife. But practically speaking, whatever his bad intentions were, he did help Avraham by telling him this. And therefore, that was a merit on his part. So Maisha wasn't scared of his physical strength. I mean, he had just conquered these enormous giant Sichon and Sichon's son that was as powerful as him. But he was scared of that merit. Hashem said, don't worry. And the Pesach continues. Hashem gave us over the entire land of Oig, the king of Bashan, all of his people. There were no survivors. We conquered all the cities, 60 cities, the entire region, Chevel Argov, which... Rashi explains, Chevel Argov means the region of the royal palace, not meaning that literally this whole stretch were palaces, but meaning this whole area was named for the royal palace. 
These are all, the Pasuk says, are really fortified cities. And the next Pasuk, they were fortified cities. Besides all the open cities, there's 60 tremendously fortified cities. And then we have all the open cities, and we just smashed away everything. So Rashi explained the open cities mean cities that don't have a wall around them. As versus, of course, in those days, what was fortification? A wall. And the next Pasuk, we destroyed them. The men, the women, the children, just like we did to Sichon. So Rashi explains on this word, hacharem, destroying, that it's like the present perfect tense that we're continuously annihilating. And the next Pasuk, all the animals, all the spoils of the city, we looted. And the next Pasuk, so at that time, we took the land of these two kings of the Amairi, of Sichon and Aig, the land on the other side of the Yardain. So literally, the Pasuk says, we took it from the hand of the two kings. So Rashi explains, from the hand means from the authority, that it went from their authority to our authority. And the next Pasuk says, so the end of the previous Pasuk said, when we're discussing the dimensions of this land we took from Sichon and Aig, from the valley of Arnon all the way until Har Hermon, the mountain of Hermon. The next Pasuk says, oh, Tidainim would call Hermon Sirion. The Emoiri called Hermon Sneer. So why are we going into this little linguistic history lesson? So Rashi says that we see that Har Hermon actually had four names. Because we know the name is Har Hermon. In this passage, it gives two others, and there's another passage which gives a, another one, a third. So that means there's a total of four names. Why do we need to know this? It shows us how special Eretz Yisrael was that everybody wanted to call Harchermon by his name. In other words, everyone wanted their, their, their piece of Eretz Yisrael. Their Eretz Yisrael should be considered part of their territory. Now, the second name given in the Pasuk, the first name for Hermon is Sirion, and the second one is Sneer, and Rashi says Sneer means snow in the German language and in the Kanani language. The next Pasuk, all the cities of the plain of Gilad and the Bashan, all of these cities we got. And then the next Pasuk says, Pasuk Yedalef, how do we get all the cities of the Bashan? That's what we were told in Pasuk Yud. So Pasuk Yud says, because only Og, the king of Bashan, was left of all the Rephaim. Remember, Rephaim we discussed yesterday, the Rephaim are these giants. And then, well, now we're going to talk a bit about Og in this Pasuk. His bed was an iron bed in Rabbah of B'nai Amon. It was nine cubits, nine Amos in length and four almost four cubits in width, by the width, by the cubits, the almost of a person. So first, let's let's there's two parts of the Pasuk, there's two Rashis. First we say, Oig was the only one left of the Rephaim. So these are the Rephaim, the, the known Rephaim, that is the, is, are, are the giants that we discussed before, Right? He was, in other words, Amraphel. And this, we learned this in Bratius, that there was this massive war. And Amraphel killed out, Amraphel was another name for Nimrod. 
he killed out all the giants, the Rephaim. And Og was the only one that was the refugee, that he survived from this battle where Amraphel and uh, the, the kings that were his partners, the kings that were in unity and treaty with him, they killed out all of the giants, all of the Rephaim, and just Og managed to survive. And we're saying, Oig is so big that we're giving you the dimensions of his bed. It was known. But it says, okay, so it's nine Amos by four Amos by the Amos of a man. And Rashi says this means by the Amos of Oig, meaning an Amos is a measurement that relates to a person's body. It's if you go from the elbow to the tip of the middle finger, that's an Amos. So why are we saying by the Amos of a man? Meaning, we don't mean this wasn't a regular ama. This wasn't a regular adult male's elbow to the tip of his middle finger. These were the amos of Oig. From Oig's elbow to the tip of Oig's middle finger, those were the amos we're talking about here. And the next puzzle continues. Puzzle obeys. At that time, we took possession of the land from Aroer which is by the Valley of Arnon, half of the mountains of Gilad and the cities I gave to Uven and to Gud. So this passage is a little confusing, as Rashi clarifies, because well, first, the first Rashi is, we took possession of this land. This means the land we just mentioned above, from Nachal Arnon, from the Valley of Arnon, to Har Hermon. And then the question is, how do you understand this passage? Meaning, the first half of the Pasuk says an action, the end is an action, and there's words in the middle. Where do those words go? So the first part says we took possession of the land. The last part says we gave the cities to Reuven and Gov, and in the middle we're we giving these dimensions. So Rashi explains that the dimensions from Aroer, which is by the valley of Arnon, etc., all that isn't talking about the first half of the Pasuk, what we took possession of, because actually the Eden took possession, we were just told of something a much bigger area of land. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about the end of the Pasuk. From Aroer, by the Valley of Arnon, relates to the end. This is all what I gave to Uven and God. And next Pasuk says, the rest of the Gilad and the whole Bashan, I gave to half of the tribe of Manasseh. Half of the tribe of Manasseh got this land. And this land, this is what we call the land of the Rephaim, which, as we mentioned earlier, Earlier in this in this parsha, one of the ten nations that Avram received was Rephaim. So other lands are said to be of the Rephaim, but those weren't the Rephaim that Avram was promised. These are the Rephaim promised to Avram. And Machir, who was from Anasha, so sorry, I'm sorry, I skipped a pasuk. And Pasuk Yudalit says, Ya'ir, the son of Menashe, took this entire region, what we call the region of the royal palace, and he named all of this after himself, the villages of Ya'ir. And then the final Pasuk here, I'm sorry, that is the final Pasuk. To Machar, I gave the Gilad, is Shabbos' portion. So that is the Chumash of Friday. Good Shabbos.